When I was a teenager, my parents and I moved out to the countryside in Indiana to a farm and to a farmhouse that needed, well, a lot of work. Cracked foundation, uh, diagonal barns, um, fences that were sorely neglected for many years. And so we got to work. Lots and lots of fence posts pounded and cement poured and beams added to try to right these teetering and very well-ventilated barns. It was good work. And for the most part, we really enjoyed tackling it together. And at some point in those years, we decided that if we were to name this place, probably the most fitting name for this stretch of land that we had come to call home was the 90% Ranch. See, we were really good at starting things. There was plenty of, of vision and energy and teamwork. And for the most part, we did pretty well at, at getting the projects up to that level of being functional. And we would solve the problem. We would, we would get the solution up and running, but finishing it, seeing it you know, all the way through, not so much. 90% done. This was our family specialty. I'm sure there are those among us who excel at completion, who can harness that single-minded focus and, and take one step and then another and then another and just get it done, whatever it might be. And my sense is that for many folks, Finishing what we start can be a challenge. This is the dilemma that Paul sees in the young church in Corinth. In the beginning, it, it seemed really promising. The, this, this apostle showed up and he started telling these incredible stories. Began to share this compelling way of how they might come together with one another and with God. And the people listened. They wanted to be part of that. They wanted to plant this new outpost of that movement right where they were. I can imagine the, the groundswell of enthusiasm, of, of big dreams, of the friends of friends who showed up and, and wanted to check it out and get on board. Those early days when you're just getting started, those are a fantastic time. And then life happens. Conflict happens. Growing pains happen. And, and Paul's been away helping these other churches get off the ground. And it seems like their being apart makes things all the trickier. They get frustrated, they get weary, they wonder if they really have what it takes to see it through, or maybe if they even want to. 
Paul sees all this. And to make his work here just just a little bit uh, more challenging, what he's addressing here essentially is their pledge. The church in Corinth is reasonably well off. They've got some funds. And so the year before, they had promised to pass the hat, to gather a collection together for the support of the church in Jerusalem, which was on tough times. And that seems to have fallen by the wayside. Paul's beginning to to wring his hands, wondering how he can figure it out, make it all work. This is not a stewardship sermon. (laughs) Don't worry. You can come back in a few months if you want to hear what I think about pledging. But it's not just about the money here, right? That's what he's talking about. But, you know, and it will. It will make a difference. Uh, Or its absence will make a difference for that struggling church. But I think what he's talking about is actually about so much more. What I hear in this bit of Paul's letter is the attempt to call this community back to themselves. To help them remember the hope that they carried. And then help them imagine what it might take to see that hope through. He urges them. He writes, I'm giving my advice. It's appropriate for you who began last year not only to do something, but even to desire to do something. Now, finish doing it so that your eagerness may be matched by completing it. It's about finding the gumption to begin again. There's plenty that... It's really hard about restarting. Sometimes I think it's just inertia. We we step away, we get into another groove or maybe a rut. It's hard to backtrack, especially if what's left to finish isn't all that flashy. Or maybe we feel rusty, out of practice, out of shape, unsure if we're up to the task. I think we can be afraid of starting something again precisely because we're not so sure we can see it through. Not sure if we can do right by it and really live it out. Whether it's a little project or a relationship that we long to see resurrected or a way of life that we would like to try to practice again. Whatever it is, deciding to start again is a vulnerable act. It humbles us as as beginners, even if maybe we thought we knew what we were doing. It makes us sit in the unknown of what we can control and what may remain beyond us. Starting again reminds us that so much of it depends ultimately not on us, but on God. That peace. It's really easy to forget or, or to gloss over in that in-between, that, that time between uh, when, when life happens, when it all goes cattywampus, 
as it did for that early church in Corinth, and as it did in so many ways for us these last 15, 16 months. It's been a long time. And here, in response to all that, Paul gives us a hand. Mixed in with this call to action, Paul encourages us to remember the why. Why we do it. Why we try to live this life as followers of Jesus the Christ. Paul asks us to remember the generous gift of grace. To remember where it comes from and where it's meant to go. We did not create this grace. We received it as a gift with wonder and awe. It got us started. It got us fired up and launched. We ran with it, but we did not create it. And Paul reminds them and us that we start this work, and we start this work again, not just for ourselves, not just for our own joy, but for others, maybe even for these others that we will never, ever meet. In Corinth, Paul reminds them that they are rallying their generosity to support the saints in Jerusalem, as he calls them, for those who are striving to live this good news and need their help to make it happen. I think the same is true for us. We're finally beginning to be back together again, more and more. Finally back in this gorgeous sanctuary, all these bodies in the church. It's incredible. And it is good news for us, for this community as it exists on this day. But we come together again. We try to remember how to do this thing of church in the church. We start again not just for ourselves. We gather for all the saints of the East Bay, or the saints wherever they may be, whoever they are. We start again to make space. To create a home again for those who are in need. A community for those who are still longing. We come together to offer assurance to the saints who have not heard how completely beloved they are. Exactly as they are. Picking back up again. Reaching to live again what has fallen away. This is demanding work. And vulnerable. And beautiful. The good news, I believe, is that as we start again, we get to remember the why. We get to remember the grace that we have been given. And the grace that we're asked to pass on again. We start again, not just for ourselves, but for the good of this whole, wide, beloved community. 